Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Welcome to day 15 of the Ramadan series on emotions. So we are halfway through Ramadan, alhamdulillah. So, bismillah. And alhamdulillahi nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu. Wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina. Man yahdillahu falamudullahu. Wa man yudlil falahadiyalahu. Wa ashadu anna la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lahu. Alhamdulillah, indeed, all praises due to Allah. We praise Him and seek His help and forgiveness. We seek refuge in Allah from our soul's evils and our wrongdoings. He whom Allah guides, no one can misguide. And he whom He misguides, no one can guide. So we are reflecting on our 14th emotion in the book. So we are about also halfway through the emotions. And today's emotion is hatred. So as always, I read from the book, a spirit, a handbook of spiritual medicine, and then I give my reflections. So, Bismillah. Hatred. Al-Vod. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala permits certain types of hatred. Indeed, through revelation and the actions of the noble prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we see that there are certain conditions whereby hatred can be deserving of merit. However, the hatred that is misguided and falls outside of the bounds of religion has no justification. Here, we are concerned with the hatred for other than that which Allah has decreed despicable. Something similar to hatred is malice, which asserts itself as repressed and frustrated anger when one lacks the power to take revenge or retribution. A more extreme form of anger is rancor, a despicable emotion that is rooted in being extremely angry at a person to the point that one wishes him harm upon him. The Prophet once said to his companions, do you want to see a man of paradise? A man then passed by and the Prophet ﷺ said, That man is one of the people of paradise. One companion of the Prophet ﷺ took it upon himself to learn what it was about this man that heard him such a commendation from the Messenger of Allah ﷺ. He spent time with this man and observed him closely. He noticed that he did not perform the night prayer, tahajjud, or anything extraordinary. He appeared to be an average man of Medina. The companion finally confronted the man and told him what the Prophet ﷺ had said about him and asked if he did anything special. The man gave it some thought and eventually replied, The only thing that I can think of, other than what you have seen, is that I make sure that I never sleep with any rancor or hatred in my heart towards any believer, nor do I envy anyone for any goodness that Allah has given them. That was his secret. And this... The Prophet literally mentioned that this is a man of paradise, one of the people of paradise. And he didn't do tahajjud, he didn't do all these like extra acts of worship. The main thing he did at night, right before he went to sleep, was he forgave the people, he removed any hatred that he had, and he didn't envy anyone, so he was grateful to Allah for all the blessings that he gave him. That was his secret, and he was granted paradise. So some signs and symptoms for hatred is that you have this illegitimate hate. So you hate someone or have a dislike to the, for them for no apparent reason. And you understand that this anger that you're feeling, it's not being satisfied. It just angers you even more. It makes you feel even more hatred. And it makes you want to like scheme to have them get some harm or just busy. So you're busying yourself with trying to 
affect their lives when you should be just focused on your life. And sometimes it affects your sleep and you're sleeping with this grudge in your heart and you're thinking about, oh, how can, how can I make their day worse tomorrow? And so it affects even your sleep. Another thing that hatred does is that it prevents you from Allah's remembrance and prayer. So these feelings of hatred, they consume you so much, they distract you so much that you're unable to like reflect on the Qur'an, you're unable to remember Allah, and even in your prayer you're just so hyper fixated on the people or these things that you hate. And the last symptom is desiring harm. So you're basically wanting harm to befall the person just because you hate them maybe because they have more than you, maybe because they look different to you, maybe they took the job that you wanted, maybe they got the girl or the guy that you wanted, and so you're wishing harm on them. And this is hatred. This is a symptom of hatred. The Prophet ﷺ said, Don't cut another off, nor desert one another, nor hate one another, nor envy one another. O worshippers of Allah, be brothers. It is not lawful for the Muslim to shun his brother for more than three days. So this is an important hadith and it was related to as well like yesterday's emotion, the hard-heartedness. So we just need to learn to forgive and let go sometimes and just not cut everyone off and remember that we are all slaves of Allah, worshippers of Allah and at the end of the day we're here to please Allah. And hating someone is not going to please Allah. Then the treatments for hatred are accepting Allah's decree. So you just understand and you realize that whenever you don't want good for other people or whenever you hate someone, it's typically from envy. And this envy, we had this emotion, I believe, a few days ago, I want to say. But anyway, when you hate someone, it usually stems from this envy, and through this envy, it's almost like you're rejecting all the blessings that Allah already has given you because you just want what they have, and you're not focused on what you've already been given, what you already have. You're not practicing gratitude. So it's the simple treatment to hatred is to accept Allah's decree and be grateful for what you have. Another thing is adopting universal brotherhood. So you understand that your brother, your sister, it's not just for your blood sibling but it's a universal brotherhood so it's the ummah and it also includes non-muslims as well and so you desire for your brother or sister that they enter the state of submission this islam and you pray for their guidance you pray for them to be guided to be of the righteous and you dislike the things you dislike things you dislike people you dislike the things not the people so you dislike the act not the person. And that's really important to distinguish between. Because sometimes we think we hate a person where actually we hate what they're doing or what the action that has caused them to become this person. We typically focus on the person when we should be focusing on the act. <clears throat> and we have where the Prophet ﷺ taught us, Whoever desires an increase in their sustenance and age should keep good relations with their kith and kin. So again, keeping good company, keeping your kinship alive, visiting your relatives, giving them gifts, checking up on them. These are all things that can help us build, give us sustenance and age and also provide us with blessings and gratitude. So in turn, we don't feel any hatred. 
And also the Prophet also taught us that the best form of faith is that you love for the sake of Allah and that you hate for the sake of Allah. So we love the things that Allah has prescribed for us to love and we hate the things that Allah has prescribed for us to hate. Another treatment is to understand the deceptions of shaitan. So these evil whisperings that the shaitan tries and influences us, tries to take control of our thoughts and our actions. So for example, seeking revenge. And we need to understand that these are deceptions from the shaitan trying to deceive us, trying to make us change how we think about things. And so we also understand that this is such a heavy burden. It it doesn't benefit us and it's not really going to cause harm to the to those people anyways because it's going to fall back on us anyway almost like karma we could say and we have where the prophet ﷺ said musa had asked allah who was the most honorable of your servants allah said he who forgives having the power to release so he who forgives who's able to release that anger that he feels and releases that like desire to take revenge like just let it go Another treatment is to adopt moderation in social media, especially so even with like friends, family, the information that you share, you are careful with what you share because you don't want it to be used against you if it would be used against you later on in life. Or on social media, for example, you understand that it's probably easier just to press that unfollow button instead of writing horrible comments, trawling, pretending to be the haram police, like there's no need for that just unfollow and move on because we have where the prophet said love whom you love moderately perhaps he will become hated to you someday and hate the one for whom you have hated modest moderately perhaps he will become beloved to you someday this has probably happened to loads of people you probably like someone one day and then the next day or next few weeks or years you're like why did i like this person in the first place and the opposite is true. You might hate someone in the beginning and then later on you realize like, no, I actually like this person. They're such a good company. They remind me of a lot, a lot. And so we need to practice moderation even in friendships as well. Another treatment is to suppress the ego and reconciliation, reconciliation with others. So anger can make us not want to forgive people, makes us want to avoid people makes us want them to take the first step but no we need to suppress that ego and be the first to exchange greetings be the first to forgive that person and just act like normally with them if they don't act normal with you that's on them then but you you've suppressed that ego you've wanted you've chosen to choose forgiveness and not hatred and so you're taking those first steps and that's a good step and you also desire good and blessings and benefits to come to another person because you realize that if you love something for the sake of them or if you want something for them you and Jala will also get that in return and you will understand that bearing a grudge is it affects you mentally physically spiritually and it just blocks the path to good things and sometimes people will sever contacts with us right that person that you used to talk to every day or that best friend someday they might not they might just choose to cut you off and you won't understand that and you can try your best to keep that connection and maintain contact with them and 
that's you trying to do your best and try to be one of the good people. So well done on you. And in your du'as and your supplications, you call upon Allah to bless and forgive the person who you've had hatred for, and you say them, you say their names, and you're sincere in that forgiveness. You're sincere in asking Allah to protect you and to give that person good things in this life and the next. And we have the Prophet ﷺ who taught us that everything good is charity, and indeed among the good is to meet your brother with a smiling face. And so this is a beautiful reminder that just by smiling, this is a charity that we can get. And also it just makes everyone stay brighter and it just lowers the hatred and animosity around people. And it's just nice to see people smiling. And the Prophet also also said, None of you has achieved faith until he loves for his brother what he loves for himself. And the exceptions for hatred are hating corruption. So we should hate corruption. We should hate evil. We should hate murder. We should hate anything that Allah has mentioned. That's not good for us. That's a prohibition. And it's okay to have like this mere dislike. But the important thing is that you don't have this intention or desire for them to have harm or to cause any harm towards them. And sometimes this is, this sometimes happens. You meet someone and you just immediately have this dislike towards them but you don't wish them harm or you're not envious of them it's just a simple dislike so that is it for the book now on to some more reflections so as it was mentioned hatred isn't really that negative in a way if you focus on hating things that should be hated so it was mentioned corruption evil murder and the most important thing is to hate the act not the person, which is quite a hard thing because usually a person commits the act, so you look at the person as well, but sometimes we need to separate the act and the person and just focus on the act because some people, they just fall into traps and they're misguided and it's just praying for their guidance is the most important thing. And now for verses we have from Surah Al-Ma'idah, verse 91. إنما يريد الشيطان أن يوقع بينكم العداوة والبغداء في الخمر والميسر ويصدكم ويصدكم عن ذكر الله وعن الصلاة فهل أنتم منتهون؟ Satan's plan is to stir up hostility and hatred between you with intoxicants and gambling, and to prevent you from remembering Allah and praying. Will you not then abstain? So it's clearly mentioned in this verse that Shaytan's plan is just to cause us to hate each other to feel hostile towards each other and how is how is that happening one of the ways is through the prohibited items so intoxications through gambling and in that way it causes hatred and hostility towards people so if you've seen even in like movies if you've seen movies where someone gets drunk and they say something that they regret later on or gambling it just causes you to keep wanting more money and you fall into traps and then you beg money from like gangs and then you get into trouble with those gangs and there's lots of movies about these prohibitions and how they can cause hatred and hostility between us and that's one of Shaitan's plans and even more than causing hatred and hostility it will also prevent us from remembering Allah and even focusing on our prayers and actually having khushur in our prayers. And the next verse is from Surah Al-A'raf, verse 43. 
We will remove whatever bitterness they had in their hearts. Rivers will flow under their feet, and they will say, Praise be to Allah for guiding us to this. We would have never been guided if Allah had not guided us. The messengers of our Lord had certainly come with the truth. It will be announced to them, This is paradise, awarded to you for what you used to do. So, it's a, this is a beautiful ayah that reminds us that we should be working on Tazkiyat al-Nafs, which we learned about in series 2 of the Ramadan series, is just working on purifying our souls, on forgiving someone who's wronged us, asking God for forgiveness if we've wronged anyone, forgiving someone even if they probably didn't deserve it, and even forgiving ourselves for the mistakes and asking Allah for forgiveness and allowing us to not repeat the same mistakes or the same sins. And by doing this, we're able to remove any hatred in our hearts. And inshallah, by being this guided like that, by not having hatred in our hearts, by following in the footsteps of the prophets and the messengers and following the truth, we will be granted these beautiful rivers flowing under our feet and just praising Allah for guiding us and allowing us to continue to be guided and to just be granted heaven inshallah. And now for the names of Allah, one simple name for today, which is Al-Wadud, the loving one. And this is a beautiful and important reminder that Allah, one of the names of Allah is Al-Wadud, the loving one. So his attribute, Allah's attribute is love as well. And so how can we have this ounce of hate? How can we feel hatred towards someone if Allah has the name love? If we want to feel love, if we want to be loved, if we want Allah to love us, then we need to call upon this name, reflect on it, and ask Allah to just fill our hearts with love for everyone and just to remove any hatred for anyone because Allah is Al-Wudud, the loving one. Now for dua. The first dua is actually from Surah Al-Hashr, verse 10. وَالَّذِينَ جَاءُوا مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ يَقُولُونَ رَبَّنَا اغْفِرْ لَنَا وَلِإِخْوَانِنَا الَّذِينَ سَبَقُونَ بِالْإِيمَانِ وَلَا تَجْعَلْ فِي قُلُوبِنَا غِلًّا لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا رَبَّنَا إِنَّكَ رَؤُوفٌ رَحِيمٌ And so they who come after them and pray, O our sustainer, forgive us for our sins, as well as those of our brethren who preceded us in faith, and let our not then let not our hearts entertain any unworthy thoughts or feelings against any of those who have attained to faith. O oh, our sustainer, verily you are compassionate and a dispenser of grace. So there's, these, I mean, this dua, this verse also mentions two other names of Allah, Ar-Ra'uf, Ar-Rahim, the most compassionate, the most graceful, the most merciful. So we can call upon those names as well to ask for forgiveness and to ask for any removal, for removing any hatred in our hearts. And then that is the dua. Amin. So anything I said is a reminder to myself first and foremost. Anything incorrect is from myself and all good is from Allah. So forgive me for my shortcomings. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika shadwanna la ilaha illa ant. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Glories to you, O Allah, and praises to you. I bear witness that there is none worthy of worship but you. 
I seek your forgiveness and repent to you. May Allah accept the half of Ramadan that has passed, your fast, your actions, your good deeds, and may Allah continue to give you the ability to fast the second half of Ramadan with good deeds, lots of qiyam, lots of just reflecting on the Quran and building your relationship with Allah to become to come out of Ramadan in an even better state than than you entered. Ameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.